The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In these times of rapid change, chaos, and crisis... A new wave of legendary leaders is rising up to answer their higher calling. Many are not famous nor have followers, though some do. They are brave individuals like you, seeking your highest truth and committed to deep personal change. Welcome to Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling with your host Maria Danley. Here is the innovative support you've been looking for to become the legendary leader you are destined to be. Now, here's Maria Danley. meditation the other day to visit Merlin. I journeyed into my inner safe place and I called the dragon's breath, summoning the mist that gently surrounded me and then filled me beyond space and time. It lifted me into the Merlin Arthur legend, the legend right and true. The mist was thick that morning. I felt the damp on my face and my clothing and then feeling my feet upon the forest floor, I journeyed to Merlin's home. I passed through the large crystals at the entrance of Merlin's home in the huge oak tree that was dazzling with golden light. I went inside to find Merlin. He was happy to see me, and after we embraced, he motioned for me to sit down beside him by his fire. And with a flick of his hands, he pulled two teacups and saucers out of the air, and he placed them on the table between us. Then with another wave of his hand, a cake appeared, his favorite, lemon cake. So eager to share my news, I told Merlin with excitement about a partnership that had happened, and he invited me to travel with him to into his room where he was seated. Sitting by the fire, I talked about the qualities of chivalry that he, that he Merlin, had once taught Arthur. Merlin threw back his head with delight, and he laughed. Then things in the med- meditation were fuzzy for a while, and I couldn't hear what he was saying. But then Merlin spilled his cake and crumbs, and they fell down his beard, and it started to make me laugh. And when that happened, Merlin was crystal clear right there in front of me. I could see him as well as any other human. 
As we smiled at each other, all of a sudden Arthur appeared, sitting at the table with us, and I was shocked. I've never seen Arthur by Merlin's fire before. Then Merlin, in his excitement, jumped up, jumped up and motioned for Arthur and for me to follow him. He started climbing his circular stairway. He climbed and climbed so quickly that it was hard to keep up with him. Higher and higher we went. Higher higher we went, Arthur and I, as we followed him. Merlin grew transparent the higher and higher we climbed. We reached the top of the stairway, and there was a large room. All of the knights of the round table stood in their order, surrounding a huge crystal sphere in the center of the room. Arthur took his place between the knight of courage and the knight of gallantry. The room grew quiet. It became sacred and still. The ladies of the round gently appeared as well, standing around us, and Merlin smiled at me. They had all come to celebrate my recent success with a ritual. Merlin motioned for me to stand in front of him on the other side of the huge crystal sphere. Guinevere handed me an embroidered sash of gold and placed it over my shoulder, kissing me on the forehead. The Lady of the Lake, Nimue, presented me with new tools of the magician, the cup, the staff, the sword, and the shield. And then Arthur spoke, inviting me to join him along with the knight's of the round table in the great hall to talk about a grand adventure of leadership that was ahead for me. He told me that he would help me design a legendary leadership training as well. I felt so moved by the beauty and suddenness of this profound ritual, and I was touched by the tremendous honor of being with all of them. Then Merlin placed his hands on the crystal sphere. I knew that I should do the same. And as we did, I felt the current the current of love that was in the heart of the legend right and true. I put my forehead to Merlin's forehead, and we melded our minds. I went into a deep space of peace. I awoke sometime later, excited about bringing other legendary leaders who felt called to join my training in the legend as well, and I wanted to share the gifts that Merlin, Arthur, and the Knights and Ladies of the Round were so eager to share with them, to deepen their abilities, awaken their strengths and talents, and to show them how to develop their leadership skills that will be so important for leaders of the future. Welcome to Legendary Leaders. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling. I'm your host, Maria Downley, and I thank you for being with us today. We'll start out today by focusing on the topic of the most important relationship of your life. And then I'll spend the rest of the hour channeling for you. So what do you think? Which relationship is the most important relationship in your life? Is it your relationship with your spouse? Is it with your child or pet? Is your most important relationship with your family or with God? We'll be exploring a different answer to that question and why that relationship relationship is so important to everything else in your life. As many of you know, I'm a relay channel with a special gift of being able to communicate with your higher selves directly. 
When I focus on another person's energy field, only with permission, of course, from that person, I'm able to see many things in the energy field. I can talk to the higher selves and receive information and healing. So throughout this call today, I invite you, <clears throat> pardon, I invite you to come to call into the show because I will be taking your calls. If you have any questions about what is going on in your life, I'll be channeling answers to your questions. So please call in 1-866-472-5795. And again, that number is 1-866-472-5795. We also have a Facebook fan page for you legendary leaders. You can find it by going to facebook.com forward slash legendary leaders radio show. And you'll find information about upcoming shows and links to events as well. For those of you who have been hearing about the wonderful trip to England next summer that I was going to be doing, I'm sorry to say that it won't be happening. I was looking for a partnership where honor and chivalry would have a chance to grow and breathe, and I realized that it will be somewhere else, and I'm sorry to disappoint those of you who are thinking of going on that trip, but there will be a much better possibility of working with me and my expertise with the Merlin Arthur legend in the future. Also, I'm currently scheduling one-to-one personal higher self readings so that if you want to ask a question and you want to go much deeper in a way that you can't quite do in just a few minutes on the radio, but you could do in an hour reading with me, you can reach me directly at maria at legendaryleaders.com and you can book a one-to-one reading with me. And of course, I would love to be able to know you to help you in any way that I can. So, we'll turn to the topic today. What is the most important relationship of your life? Did you come up with an answer for yourself earlier in the show? I suggest that the most important relationship in your life is the relationship that you have with yourself. You have heard the phrase before that you take yourself with you wherever you go. And that is true. And if you stop and think about it, that relationship carries on well past this lifetime and carries on into other lifetimes as well, because your emotions are real. Your thoughts will die as you leave this lifetime, as metaphysics suggests, but your emotions will live on. So think about this for a moment. How is the relationship that you have with yourself? Let's look at some places for you to think about and answer that for yourself. What is the energy of your relationship? Is your relationship pushy? Do you find yourself pushing yourself around to get to meetings, finish projects, run errands? Is that the inner voice telling you to hurry up, do more, get going, and even when you want to relax, you feel you can't? Is that your relationship with yourself? Is your relationship with yourself judgmental? Do you find yourself criticizing yourself or judging whatever that you do is nothing good enough? Has this judgmental voice worn you down and does it run your relationship with yourself? Is it the voice that's in charge? Do you have a relationship of genuine power that comes from loving yourself, where you feel happy, gentle, strong, and loving most of the time? Does your feeling of self-love show how you, you can easily glide through challenges, gaining insights, and growing from whatever, whatever situations you find yourself in, both good and bad? Is that your relationship with self? Is your relationship with yourself a slam dance, bumpy, jagged, colliding with people and situations? Or perhaps you have a relationship of struggle with yourself that doesn't let up, except occasionally for a brief break, and then the grind begins again. 
Or is your relationship kind and caring? Is that the dominant aspect of your relationship? Where you do rest when you want to and you play when you want to. You nurture yourself when you need nurturing and work most of the time just because it's exactly what you want to be doing in the moment. Now, most of us have a combination of these or other types of relationships. These are just a few. But you, if you look closely at your own relationship, you will usually find that you do have one of these relationships that runs the show. The default pattern that has become habitual that you return to most frequently. I bring these ideas to your attention so that you may look at them and think about them for a moment. Energetically, you may have a relationship with yourself that is different than the one that I mentioned. Take a moment just right now to think about that. What is the relationship with yourself? You can look deeper into all of the aspects of your relationship. You know, we spoke briefly about the energetics of your relationship with your emotions and with yourself, but you could easily look at your mental relationship with yourself, your emotional relationship. You could look more deeply, your physical relationship, and see what adjectives you would use to describe them. Spend some time in your journal writing about each of these aspects, these places within. Those of you who like to do your daily journaling or weekly journaling, looking through the lens, look through this lens to see exactly what is your relationship with yourself. And once you see what it is clearly, accept... Yes, this is so, and get conscious of it. You can interrupt the pattern. When you, when you catch yourself in the, one of these patterns, one of these places that is common in your relationship, you can interrupt that pattern with like, whoops, I had, a, I had a V8 that can bring it to consciousness. And then you can choose a different response of stopping, breathing, or just stopping by naming it. Yes, I'm pushing myself right now. I choose to slow down and be kind to myself. By doing this, you'll start an action of rewiring your brain for a more gentle and loving relationship with yourself. And in time, you will see how your loving relationship with yourself will change everything else in your life. Now, some of you may be thinking your relationship with God is the most important relationship or your spouse or someone else. However, if you don't have a genuinely loving relationship with yourself, it will be very hard for you to receive the love from another person or from God, spirit, your higher self, God, goddess, all it is, whatever you want to call it. You want to allow yourself to have this relationship of love with yourself so that then you can be open to the other relationships of your life. So I ask you to allow yourself to be conscious of your relationship with yourself, define it, become more aware of it, and make small steps to catch yourself and make new choices in the areas where you want to change. Your life can be filled with love all of the time, but it takes conscious choice, catching yourself, and choosing again. We're going to take an early break today because I want to focus on channeling for all of you. So we're going to take the normally the longer break that we do. We're doing it earlier today so that I can go into a medita- meditative state. I already see that we have some callers lined up, but if you want a reading today, please do call in one 866 Four seven two five seven nine five, and again, that's eight six six four seven two five seven nine five. We'll be back in a moment. She opens her beauty. She opens her body. She opens her lips. And 
state at this time, having opened a sacred space, and I'm very happy to take the first caller, who is Carolyn from Israel. Carolyn, are you there? Hi, Maria. Thank you. Hello. It's good to talk with you again, and thank you for calling in. What is your question today? I had a very confusing day today at work, and uh, I feel like it's a job I need to let go, and go on on my own self-employment, my practice, which I'm installing for many years. Um, But I would love to hear some clarity because I came out very confused. Though I do know that behind everything, it's my time to let it go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, clarify that for me, Carolyn. You're saying it's a job that is self uh, self employment or a, a job outside, but you're just saying that this no, outside outside self employment is the next step. Okay, and tell me just a little bit about the the energy and of the job, what's going on, and then we can see it a little more clearly. Thank you. The one that you're leaving. I I feel like there's undercurrents that I don't understand. But speaking about relationships today, it's like uh, also part of my pattern where I come with an open heart, but I feel like there's a gap that I can't fill in and and people don't see me in the way that I'm, uh, I'm coming with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm confused, so my words are blurred as well. Yeah. Well, we could, we certainly see a few things. Give us just a moment to go a little deeper. Well, at this time, Carolyn, and you may already know this, just a lot of things are, are coming up for healing, and that, that's going on for a lot of people. We want to say patterns to release, patterns of remembering, and we would say that, yes, you're, you're, you, you come from love. You do try to come from love, absolutely. But deeper than that, deeper than the conscious mind is some patterns here in the subconscious and in the unconscious that are bubbling up, and we sense there is a, a pattern, and we would like to get the words here. It's something along the lines of, I come from love, Nobody sees that, and I, I I get passed over, or I don't know if the word is lost in the shuffle, but when we look at the job energetically, it's like there are people moving around, not really paying much attention to each other. Um, the energy is not comfortable. It's, it's, it's busy, but it's also not friendly. Let me put it that way. Is, is, can you relate to that? Yes. 
And so what's happening here is that the younger part of you, your inner child, is really wanting to be noticed, to be seen and heard more. Now we say the child, it certainly is the adolescent that would like to belong, but she is kind of okay. She thinks, <laughs> she's telling me that she thinks that uh, the people there at work are a bit boring and they, she wouldn't want to hang out with them anyway. But it's the child that we see is the part of you that is hurting, is wanting your attention and your love to spend time to go in and hold her and love her and let her know that it's okay. And of course, you know, it's fine to be moving on to another job. We see that you, uh, you know, how do we put it? We don't, we don't sense that you want to, to rise to any occasion to shift and change it there, that you are ready to get on with your own work. And, um, but we would sense that the energetics of this, Carolyn, is one, do go in and to love that inner child, be with her and hold her and talk to her about it. You know, yes, they don't see you when we go into work, but I see you. I love you. And take her into her world, you know, through that magic door or that's in the bedroom closet or um, through a tree, somewhere that you can take her down a long hallway into a world that is her own where she can play and be seen and loved. And she needs specific attention. You'll notice in, in patterns for you, Carolyn, that when you are, you know, are going out and bravely wanting to change, part of you just is, is really resistant. I don't want to go out and have to make this, this life work. I don't want to have to go look for work. I don't want to have to, well, many things. And because it, it's scary, and part of you is afraid. We do understand that. And what will happen is if the world is scary, and, and it usually is the younger part of you, that you will shrink, and then you'll want to be upset with the world around you. Now, this is the image, and these are the um, words that they're telling me. Is this making sense to you? It does. Yeah. So we would say this, that if you are going to be doing your self-employment, it's still good to exercise the muscle of getting out. Like if you want to spend some time in a coffee shop or, you know, doing some of your writing or feeling of yourself as a professional going to the library or whatever um, place you like to go, so that you're not just at home hibernating because you have a, a pattern of self-pity that will, will sort of drive you inward and you might find yourself not being so productive. And I, we think that's the main thing that they're wanting to say to, to, to you today. Is that Okay. Yes, yes, it is okay. Just there's fears with the self-employment because of past shortcomings and failure. Yeah, we understand that. So here's the other challenge to you. We say, and we believe you know how to do this, to sit and be quiet. You know how to meditate. Imagine opening that third chakra and letting the, there's a lot of emotion backed up in there. It's fear, it's anger, it's rage, it's hurt, it's a number of things. But you don't even have to know what it is. But you open that third chakra and imagine a river flowing through your body parallel to the ground out in front of you. And it might be all kind of stopped up at first, you know, with a plate or a dike or a dam or something. And feel that lifting a bit so that this river can start to flow. There might be a log jam in the back where you've got bits of stuff that you know, is unprocessed, stuffing emotions, because some of the things that will happen, and it's easy for all of us, when I'm speaking to the audience as well, that it's easy when we don't want to feel our feelings, and particularly fear or um, you know panic or these other things, we, we just want to stop it. And so what we'll do is we'll, we'll slam down the release mechanism on our emotions and we'll cause kind of like this log jam in the back and then it'll start really screwing around with our reality where we're creating messes and arguments and uh, things just not happening. So this is one of the, the key things for legendary leaders and I call anybody doing their deep inner work a legendary leader 
to open that valve, let the emotions flow. And, and you might have to really sit with them, you know, half hour, hour, whatever. Sometimes we're noticing in our mornings when Maria is speaking, when we are doing our feeling work, that you know, our body will shake, the, the, the belly will shake with either the rage or the fear or whatever, and, and we just let it flow. And then it calms down and this, this wonderful love can flow back in. So we say, do that, and then claim your strengths. Because here's the thing, Carolyn, you have so many strengths of love and understanding you are so wise and you have so much information to share that so many people would love to hear but you can get tripped up in the places of looking to the past or blaming others and that can just take a lot of energy and time when you could be turning around and saying okay what's a gentle gift a little gift i want to bring forward maybe to one or two people and start small if you need to if that makes you feel safer but you'll find in time as you start to really nurture you and yourself and believe in in that dream where you want to go you don't have to worry about outside jobs you can just keep feeding that and stay social and focus on your fun and again this is a tough time till the end of October where more of negative ego stuff is really triggering all of us and so just that that's what we want to say to you to, to want to say today to you but thank you so much for calling in and we'll talk to you another time thank you thank you thank you mm-hmm. you're welcome and we have Gerald on the phone from Michigan Gerald are you there uh, yes I am Hello, Gerald. Nice to hear your voice again. Oh, thank you. Same here. And what is your question today? Uh, well, I was trying to narrow it down, and I guess uh, it comes down to there's a. Uh, I've been working with this guy for almost two years now. He's it's a, a business, so he's been trying to set up his own freight brokerage for a while, and I'm kind of like an agent for him, and it hasn't been continuous. But lately, it's I've been working. Yeah, Spending quite a bit of time the last few months, but it just never has really panned out. And I just wonder, you know, if uh, if it's going to, you know, should I go and try to do this with someone else? Um, one of the things I like about it is I can do it from home. Mm-hmm. But uh, it just, you know, we have, there's potential there, but it just hasn't paid off. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Gerald, we're, we're just looking and we're, we're now tuning into you in Michigan. We're tuning into your higher self and, and they're, they're giving us images. We just want to make sure we're very clear. One moment. Well, they're giving me pictures of you, you know, sitting at home and, and let's say you've got these papers in front of you for this, this freight brokerage business. And um, your mind is preoccupied. It's not fully preoccupied all the time, but it goes, we'll say this, and again, we've only said your first name, we're not exposing you, but there's a place where you're sort of stuck in boredom and trapped between, well, not really liking this job and not really knowing what to do next. It's sort of a a pattern we want to say. Maybe boredom, ennui, um, this place of, oh, you know, why isn't life just sort of delivering a better, a better life to me at this moment? And your mind, it definitely is concerned with other things. And when we look at it, we see you sort of uh, looking at the papers and definitely doing your work. You're a good, good guy, good worker, but you're doing a bit of the work and then you're kind of daydreaming about the, some of the stuff that isn't going very well. And, and it's, it's kind of bringing you into this, we want to say like a, 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 it's not even a downward funnel. It's sort of like a, um, what do you call it when you're sort of trapped and it goes round and round uh, funnel of just sort of mediocrity and, and, and it's sort of like wanting to break out of the, the mediocrity of it all. Is this making sense to you? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Let's look deeper because I know your higher self wants to champion you. One moment. 
okay, they they want to set it up with a little bit and then they want to champion you. They're talking about you being such a good guy. And we know you from past times that we've read for you, that you are a good guy, that you really do try to please other, others and you're scared of making a mistake. You're scared of getting out and really showing who you are. You know, the thought that if I step up and I say my mind, and we're, we're not saying you never do, but this, I'm doing this, I'm going here, I may fall flat on my face, and I really might mess this up. And, well, so what? I'll dust myself off, apologize to myself and whomever, and, you know, do something else. But this idea just scares you, and it, it was ingrained in you in your childhood, quite frankly, where there was a place where you kind of were on pins and needles when we look energetically at your childhood where you needed to behave or you were feeling sorry about situations that were going on at home, uh, compassion for others. We see at the moment they're showing us your mother um, where you just felt, I'll just be good. I'll just be nice. I'll just kind of pipe down and not, not make too much impact here. You know, I don't want to add to any, any more pain that's going on here. Does that make sense? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Okay. Well, even a little bit, That's these are the images that they give us. It doesn't have to be. It was a 24-7 situation. But what you decided is, I, mo- I won't make waves. I won't make waves. And we say, Gerald, <laughs> a little bit of challenge here. Of course, we just spoke to Carolyn about feeling her feelings. You may want to do the same, of taking some steps that are bolder. You know, and we're just thinking this because it's on our mind, but, you know, joining Toastmasters or something as an example to get out and to have a voice and to um, play with just being a little bit wilder than you think you, you can be. Now, you're saying, what does this have to do with the job? Well, it has a lot to do with the job because because you're caught in this pattern of, let's say, a cycle of mediocrity and thoughts that are in tape loops that keep going around and around and around, you need to get your energy and bust out of this. And it, it might look for you like, oh, my God, I'm doing this wild thing. I'm going to go bowling with a friend, you know. But it may not be so wild as you think from the outside, but inside we know it's going to be wild, you know, wild for you. And it doesn't have to mean Toastmasters or bowling. But we would say listen to the recording again on negativity, the negative ego, because your negative ego is kind of got you trapped in this place of, oh, you're so nice. You're doing such a good, good job. And, and we're not sure if this is going to work out, if they're going to deliver and, and trying to sap you of your power. It's not a question if they're going to deliver. It's a question of, am I enjoying this job? Do I like delivering here? If I don't, am I going to bring my own fun, my own interest, my own passion into this work? Am I going to make that choice? I bring that. They can't bring that. I'm at home. But is this something where I want to give my passion, my interest? And because you're caught in this this momentum um, pattern that's going round and round of mediocrity, it's got you kind of in a beige world where it's hard to make that jump. Is this making sense? Yes. Okay, so we we hope we haven't embarrassed you. We hope this is helpful. Did you have another question around this? Uh, yeah, just uh, around the side of like doing something. Well, it's not. I've done it before, but I'm really into riding my bike right now. <laughs> Yay! And, that's grand. Say anything to say about that? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think we've talked about this before. When you are on your bike, you are your you are more yourself than ever. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way I feel. Yeah. You are free. You're riding the bike. It's just you and nature, and you are free to think whatever you darn well please. You don't have to please a boss, please a family member, please a friend, because you've gotten caught, as we said, you know, not to go back to the other topic, but to say, caught in this place that I must please people to get love in my life. And that's just not true. <laughs> 
try not pleasing them for a while. It might be kind of a nice breath of fresh air. Now, we don't mean go in and say, okay, you know, start swearing and bossing them around or anything, but just right. this, this, you know, when they say, you know, hey, you know, will you do this, Gerald? You say, no, I don't want to. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, hold everything, you know. And of course, in, in your negative ego, there'll be red alert, red alert, red alert. Gerald's taking back his power. Red, red alert, red alert. Get him back into pleasing mode. And we say that when you get on your bike, you have more of a taste of who you are. Follow that light. Follow that light. Dream. What could be a future I really want? Would it be getting out of this town? Definitely. You know, I'm not saying definitely. This this is the answer. You might say to yourself, "Yeah, I think that job. If I can't bring passion and and fun to it, um, then and you know, because we do sense in that energetic field of the business that there's there's disconnection, and we're not quite sure disconnection from you, disconnection among the people in the business. Like they're all kind of marking time, so to speak. Not to say they're yeah. not going to be successful, but there's a place where they're all kind of in the same boat as you, waiting for somebody else to deliver a great you know business. And uh, it's kind of not happening. But dream on your bike, feel that freedom and say, what if, just dream with those words, what if I gave myself full permission to have what I want? What would that be? And just bicycle, and then bicycle harder. And, and, and also, Gerald, and I know you can do this, I ask my higher self or spirit or God or whatever your words for it, please download images of the future I really want. Or just give me images of what to do next. It could be something really simple, like go out, go out with a friend or go out for the weekend, or we don't know what it might be for you. But we would say to follow the passion that you have on your bicycle is trying to wake you up and say, come on, come on, Gerald, get free, get free. But then you ride back home, you get off your bike, and it's like, okay, right, you know, slip right back into the couch, you know, those well-worn trenches in your brain of how to behave because you're so afraid of disrupting the boat, of finding out who you are, of hurting anyone's feelings, and, and you're kind of bored. And boredom is, it can make you very sick. It can also create a very short lifetime. It's not worth playing around just to get somebody's good opinion of yourself. And we will say this, if you do challenge, and we, we hope you will, um, the situation you're in and challenge some of the people by just saying no or I don't want to or, you know, I've been spending a lot of time doing this and I just don't want to do it anymore. Or saying, you know, I don't think that's going to work for me. I'm going to be doing something else. It's good to have a few sentences in your head that you can lean on when you get challenged, especially, especially by the real boogeyman, whoever that is, or, oh my God, if I really say no to this person, I'm going to catch hell for it. So we would say you can practice that. And if you ever want a private reading, we can go deeper. And we thank you for even listening. Is there anything else you wanted to say? No, I appreciate your time, Maria. Thank you. Well, you are such a doll. I mean, I, it's funny that just popped out. I wonder if that was your higher self saying that. But because it just those words came right out. You are so kind, sweet, good. And it's just a little more courage to be the man that you truly are. And boy, is he in there just waiting for you to say yes. So thank you for calling in today. You're welcome. Thank it's you. It's very nice talking with you again, Gerald. Bye-bye. Same here. Bye, Maria. And we have Helen on the line from Washington, D.C. Helen, are you there? Yes, Maria. Hi, how are you? Hi, Helen. So nice to hear your voice again, too, and I'm just fine. How are you? I'm doing great and still struggling, as usual, but life has really changed so much for the positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and the question I have is also kind of part of an old pattern. So I'm launching two businesses, one of which actually came out of one of our sessions, and, um, you know, there's a lot of fear about kind of stepping into that new life. 
And I'm trying to do it, like I noticed that I was trying to launch these two businesses in my old way where I was just pushing and driving myself um, in a way that's very punishing and realizing I don't know how to just receive and, and kind of work with my unseen friends and I don't know what that looks like and what, you know, not trying to control the process looks like. <laughs> well, thank you for your vulnerability, <laughs> Ellen. That's very transparent of you, and that's such a good, I'm sure there are people out there that can relate to that, trying to control the whole thing. Um, so, yes, it's controlling. But let's look a little deeper on that. So the question, if you were to make it very short, would be, how can I make this, well, yes, put it in your words, please. What's your question? How- how could I how could I step into my new career with creating income in a way that's receiving and not controlling? Okay, great. One moment. Well, here's here's the thing. Okay, we're going to show you the dark belly side and the light belly side to this. Okay, um, the the light. The light belly side is that when you are in control, you feel safe. When you can say, I know what I'm doing, I can control this, and you can feel the energy. You're so, you're so in tune with energy, Helen, and you, you know when you're in control. And part, sometimes, it's like we spoke about earlier on the show, you can be in it as a habit where it just sort of flows and you're go, oh, whoops, I caught myself, you know. Again, that whoops, I could have had a V8. I'm in control right now. And when you're in control, you know that it's not being loving. And what you can say is, okay, what part, two things you can say. One, one. Why do I feel I have to control right now? What is the need? And close your eyes and feel inside. Who is scared right now? And and get images. Is it that inner child, the adolescent? Is it the uh, young adult that one is constantly trying to either perform or, or do the job perfectly? See who's scared. And it might be one or many of them. And sit with them and talk to them and say, this doesn't have to be the way it will be. It doesn't, you don't have to be afraid. Come, I'll hold you, talk to them, hear their concerns. And then you too can also open that third chakra and feel the fear, just ride the wave. And this is the scary part. You know, people are not talking about this, but this is key to the positive future, is being able to open and open that chakra, that third chakra, and feel the feelings and ride the wave wherever it takes you. And a lot of people just don't want to do that. So as a result, they're wondering, well, when is this great future coming? Or why don't I have this or have that? And we sense for you, you control, Helen, when you don't feel safe and so, and when you don't feel your feelings. They can back up easily for you, yeah? Yeah. So we think it is, if, if you're starting to feel, oh my gosh, I'm noticing I'm controlling more and more in my day, that's a really good indication. I need to, to make sure that I have you know that hour this evening or this morning, and I really sit with my feelings and let them flow, and you know how to do it. I've taught you how, and we would say that's the piece. The other piece on this, I don't know if it's light or dark belly, I, maybe that's a wrong illusion anyway, uh, uh, that I would say is that when you feel you're controlling, you feel you have power. It's an old tape, it's an old loop, as you know, and in your past situation, you had to have some kind of a sense of power over because it was a scary situation. And yeah, you know that. So here's a place, you might say, 
I can feel that I'm, it's, it's sort of an image you, we would say it's actually of, of a younger image of you, a, an image you have that's coming from your younger self. That's a more accurate way to put it. An image where when I'm at work, I want to look, you know, efficient and work, workly, or, <laughs> that's not even a word. I want to look professional. That's a better way to put it. And so I will sometimes want to control as a way of sh- showing that I have power. And and what it is, it's a power from the, chauvin, the chauvinistic idea of power where there's a bit of domination either over this project or you know, per, perhaps this person. But it's a place where you feel like you're going to be in control. It gives you that sense I'm being professional. And we've already talked about the safety issue, the fear of what's going on. And also the desire to be noticed, to get attention. So for that, we suggest that you... You know how to do this. Many of you uh, listeners may not know how to do this, but it's easy. you're going to go into the subconscious mind where you are actually um, you're in. We go into meditation. You sink down into a quiet, safe place, and then you go and you look for a door in a in a tree or a door in an opening in in, in this safe place that you're in somewhere out in nature. And you're, you get the sense you're going to find this opening and go down this spiral staircase, which will is, is telling your mind, I'm going into my subconscious mind. And you're going to want to find that room, the, the image room again. And we would say this is an image piece that would really help for you to do this. Now, a subconscious mind, for those of you out there, can often just be look like a, a big, vast library or a huge warehouse or kind of a modern Star Trek kind of a of a, a, a vessel that holds vast amounts of information. And in there, what you're doing is you're, you're giving the subconscious the program. We are not going to, you know, I, I want to change my image here. And then you go find a room, you open it up, you'll go into this room, and at the other end is a big mirror, maybe a big oval standing mirror, and, um, and then some kind of a Bunsen burner kind of thing next to it. And what you're going to do is you're going to stand in front of the mirror and peel off the back Peel as if you have a, a zipper down the back of your 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 head, your body, your neck. You feel yourself just moving that zipper and, and peeling off the image of yourself. And you can even watch in the mirror if you like and see, whoa, I have no head. I have shoulders and a body. And you keep on peeling like a rubber suit, a wetsuit. Peel that off. And I'm taking this time, Helen, because others don't know how to do it and so that they may know it as well. It's always good to refresh your image of yourself from time to time. So you'll peel that off. You'll um, feel it you know, pulling out of your fingers, pulling off your fingers, pulling off your feet. And then when this wiggly wetsuit kind of thing that's your old image, you throw it in the burner. It could be a big tub with a burning flame. And you smell it. Oof, it's an old, old image. It's, yeah, I don't like the smell of that. Just let it burn. Now you look in the mirror and you don't see anything there. That's because you haven't put on your new image. But in comes your higher self with a box wrapped in a ribbon. And you open the ribbon and inside you find a new wetsuit, so to speak, a new image of yourself. And this one doesn't have to be afraid, doesn't need to control. And this one also knows that being professional is just doing the job and really making the environment at work more easy, more pleasurable, more more fun for others. That is truly professional, at least professional in the future. And put that image on. Your higher self knows what you need. 
what you, what to do about that. You take that image, and again, you take time to really fit it in the toes in and uh, each foot, and and pull it up each leg, and you know get your body fully into that. The torso, and putting in each arm, every finger. Make sure you put them on properly, and you you do this because the more that you use your imagination of really putting on, releasing, or letting go of, or taking off this old image of self, putting on a new one, you're actually one received from your higher self, of course. You're putting on an image, the more you make it real, using your senses, using your imagination, your subconscious is clearly getting the message, okay, she's ready to have this new image and your higher self will help you in the process. Make sure when you put on your face that you really get that chin right into the the full area, that jawbone, zip up the back with your hair in it and you can then look in the mirror. Most often it, it, it can be glowing, like you're you're filled with light, but you can see that smile and it's like, wow, I don't need to control. And yes, it's a knee-jerk reaction. It's for you, that is a, a relationship that you have with yourself, Helen, and be to catch yourself more quickly. And just so, just a quick one for you might be to take a deep breath and let it out. Oh, I'm controlling. Oh, whoops, you know, yeah, I could have, I, I don't have to do this. So instead, I will turn my attention instead of outward right now to whatever it is that I'm controlling. I can turn my attention now inward and upward as I focus on my higher self and take about two or three minutes just to focus on their love, their peace, their absolute lack of control. You can't feel it anywhere in your higher self. And know that's you. That is definitely you in the future, but it's also your higher self wants to give those energies to you right now. So we would suggest that can be a great exercise where you focus on the higher self, fill yourself with their love, their qualities without control, feel their safety, feel your professionalism, and then come back out and look to your work and you'll notice, wow, I really don't have a need to control. But hey, it's a muscle for you you're going to be building. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Did you have another question or is that... uh, I mean, I'm just wondering, like, so if I want to try and create this business where I'm sort of receiving, so for example, I'm I'm doing the text for the website, how do I, how can I, do, like, use this where I'm feeling safer and kind of maybe more can, I, I, I hear artists say I download often when I'm painting. Mm-hmm. Tap so, into that energy, that like, that. I mean, that just sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. How I'm doing, you know, I'm in a lot of fear around doing the website mm-hmm, text. Mm-hmm. And well, when you feel the fear, of course, we say stop and feel it. And that's, believe it or not, as easy as that sounds, sounds people do not do it. We think for you, that's key. Because when you're in fear, then you're going to control so you can feel safe. So just know that's your, you know, go-to default mode there. But to answer your question, we would say this. One thing that, that I will say that they're mentioning to me is that you love this idea of receiving. Who doesn't? We all love receiving. But you're approaching a part of you, not all of you. A part of you is approaching receiving with control. <laughs> so I'm like, I, wow, I want to receive, I want to receive, but I want to control how I receive it. And so that's the, the I want to say the angst or the twist or the push that you're feeling that isn't fun, isn't fun at all. We would say instead to take that time. Now, maybe it's in your morning or, or in the evening, but we would say do it soon where you actually connect with your higher self. You know how to do that. Uh, go into a meditative state and connect with them and just focus, as we said earlier, on the love of them. Good time to combine both of these. Then come out of meditation and write in a journal or you know a pad of paper of some kind and just say, what do you want me to know about receiving? 
Or what am I doing to block my receiving? Or how can I receive what you want to give me around this project or this business? Any one of those questions, you know, what do you want me to know today is always a beautiful thing to do on a daily basis, a great, great habit to get into. But with that, your higher self will then start to talk to you. And just let your hand, you know, the pen go and just let it be. And notice if you want to control it, but try as best you can to feel the impulse as if, wow, I, I really don't know what the next word is that is coming. Automatic writing and start writing about it. And they're going to give you lots of insights about the way you're doing this and the control and things up around that that will really help you to break through. Also for you, because you have access to the Lazarus uh, Library, conceptsynergy.com, do the, the tape on receiving and, and do the meditation. And you might want to put yourself on a receiving diet where you listen to that tape, perhaps you listen to it when you sleep at night, but you do that meditation seven days in a row. And that can start to really say, I'm serious about this, I am opening to receiving. And we see the combination of doing that meditation several days, we suggest, channeling so the automatic writing to see really what does my higher self want to tell me about this and you're also going to see that in there helen are some uh some still some stuff that is coming up from childhood and and some of the pain of the past that the very very angry child at at, at the, you know, the the situation she was in growing up and she doesn't want to let go of that and so that will mean you will want more time to be with her to hold her and be with that child and and let her know hey I'm the adult here, and I'm going to be doing the work here. That's your relationship with her. You bring safety to her. But in your relationship with your higher self, you're opening to the love, to the receiving. And ask, flat out ask your higher self, will you please help lift my control? And as you know, it's hard to lift control. But what you can say is, please help me lift my need to control. And it is a knee-jerk reaction. It is in many Enneagram types for all of you out there where the need to control just kind of comes up so automatically. And it's hard to process control, but you can always ask for and process the need to control. And we think that's where you would, that would help you most favorably, Helen, at this time. Okay? Great. Thank you. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure talking with you. And I'm so excited you have a new job. That's, that's really thrilling. Congratulations for manifesting that. That's bravo. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. If you, if there's anyone else that would like some channeling at this time, we still have time uh, for a short call here. I mean, a short uh, channeling session for you at one eight six six four seven two five seven nine five. And again, eight six six four seven two five seven nine five. And while I'm waiting, I just wanted to mention a little bit about my conception of all of you out there, because I talk about you as legendary leaders, and even as I say it, sometimes it's hard for me to say, because I I set the context once again, that in the future, in the future, decades from now, and we, we talk about vision because vision is, is, is one of the components of a visionary leader, a new paradigm leader, a legendary leader, they do need vision. And when we say that, the, when you look to the future, decades from now, there will be people of the future who will be where a lot of the things, the hard work, the, the climbing that you're doing, the deep inner work, the facing yourself, telling yourself the truth, all of the processing, all, all of the healing, these wonderful things that you're doing. You're, you're lifting, you're doing the hard work where you are helping to create a neural flow within the brains of people in the future where it's going to be easier for them to, like, 
for Helen to just, you know, be able to receive and, and to just not control. And, uh, and as in Gerald had today, the, the, the willingness and the ability to say, I'm going to be me. I'm going to step out. I'm going to find out who I am in this lifetime. What a sad thing to live this life and, and not to know that. And in the future, that these things are going to come more easily for them because there's going to be a, a place where you have done the hard work. And, and just like Carolyn, yes, I can be here and I can create my own self-employment because I am the adult in my life and I'm willing to step into that and I'll take care of myself on the route, on route to getting there. All of these things, and that's just some of them as you know. But the legendary leaders I call you that are the pioneers that are helping to rewire the brain so that we have a new kind of humanity in the future. And so I applaud all of you doing your deep inner work, and I'm here to support you. And we do have another caller. It's Julie calling from Delaware. We hear from Julie quite often. It's good to hear you again. Julie, are you there? Uh, Yes, I am. And do you have a question today? I oh. do, I do. Oh, it's going to be um, really short. Oh this won't take long. I know you're yeah. coming up to the last part, but um, I I am a little bit worried about my sister. Um, she has terrible bone spurs in her neck, and she's just in chronic, chronic pain. Um, and she's always taking painkillers, I don't know, I guess prescription painkillers like Vicodin, and, you know, it, everything is, she takes is, is legal, the- but... It's I'm interrupting a lot, and I was wondering if there if there might be any advice from her or for uh, her. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have to read really fast. We really, literally have about three minutes to the end of this show. So we will ask you this: Would you say her 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 first name, please? Yes, uh, her first name is Rosalie, and she's in which part of the country? Um, she's in Virginia. Or in Virginia, okay, that's right. You don't have to. Don't we won't break confidence. But hold on, on one moment. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. It looks to us that Rosalie, now this is something you probably can't say her because, you know, them's fighting words when you say it, but she is trying to control reality. It isn't, her life isn't looking the way she expected it to. And that, that goes for pretty much everybody on the planet. Um, mm-hmm. Life is changing us all. Like we're all being thrown in the dishwasher or something. But we would say the stiffness a lot in her neck is that she... She's cut off from her feelings. She doesn't want to feel. and She's holding her body very, very stiffly and con- trying to control and really furious. She's raging, we want to say, at, at life, perhaps, her, her, her situation, certainly, and at God. And there's this place where she just doesn't want to feel because she is so afraid that the feelings would overwhelm her. And so she's holding this tightness in her in her neck and she's taking the painkillers because that's what she's really, is she's wanting is to get out of pain. She She's in so much pain and doesn't want want to look at the level of how separate she is from her life, how distance her life feels from herself. And so the longing for life and feeling distance from it is that quality of pain. And that's all we can say at this point. I know it's not much help. You oh, and no, I are, it's, a huge, are, it's a huge help. Oh, okay, sweetie. Well, we, we can always talk about this offline. Uh, Juliet was my college roommate for all of you out there. We can always connect <laughs> another time. My dear, sweet, adorable, eccentric Julie. So we can talk another time. And with that, we want to thank you for calling in. And that is all the time that we have left for today. We're going to thank all of you for, for listening as well. We'll be talking next week more about loving relationships with our guest, Ariella McCarthy, who is an expert on creating loving relationships. So please tune in next week as well. And if you were inspired by the channeling today and you felt, oh wow, Maria is seeing things I would like to see her, you know, what she has to say for me and at least in terms of how she can channel what my higher self is saying. Please do go to Maria at legendaryleaders.com and just send me an email. Say you're interested in having a reading and uh, 
for all of you who do that and say you're from Legendary Leaders, I give you um, a percent off. I give, it's only 180 instead of 200 for a session. So thank you all, all of you out there. You Legendary Leaders I have described who you are. Thank you for listening today to this show. It is an honor to support all of you unsung heroes on your journey to become the legendary leaders that you're destined to be. And until next week, I send you all my love and best wishes. And thank you. Thank you for tuning in this week for Legendary Leaders. Maria Danley invites you to join her for another inspiring show next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Have a wonderful week.